last Friday, the day after we recorded our previous episode, a decision was made by six people that has completely disrupted the lives of millions. I'm speaking about the removal of Roe versus Wade by the Supreme Court in the United States. This heinous decision will cause suffering, pain, countless tears, and death. This is a decision that was deliberately done to harm humans, specifically women. This decision is anti-healthcare, it's anti-freedom, it's anti-woman, and it is anti-human. Since the news broke, there has been outrage across the United States, across Canada, and across the world, and rightfully so. I've seen friends shaking with tears. Uh, I've seen friends shaking with tears in their eyes out of anger and fear. I've held my wife as she cried, heartbroken for her friends and strangers that will now suffer from the decision of six people. If you aren't angry, then you should be. But just being angry is not enough. It isn't enough to read a tweet and hit the like button or to share a story to your Instagram. Thoughts and prayers have never been enough, and neither are the hollow words on just a Facebook post. Apathy, complacency, fear of stepping on toes. All of that needs to be pushed aside. There was a decision made that will result in people dying because they aren't allowed to receive healthcare. It's as simple as that. All of this because six people are enforcing their personal beliefs on millions of people. This cannot happen. Sitting back and hoping this blows over, it won't happen, nor will it help. If you're mad like me, then do something. Look into places that can provide this healthcare service and donate. Reach out to your friends and check on them. I'm willing to bet they're not okay. If there are marches, march with them. If there are protests, protests with them. The more apathetic we all get, the more that the people in power will try to get away with. They're stripping people of their freedoms, ironically, in the supposed land of the free. If you say, well, I'm not in the US, I'll be okay, you're wrong. In Canada, the majority of Conservative Party has publicly supported the removal of this exact same health care. I, I know I don't have a lot of power. I'm just one guy. I write and edit documents for a large company. I generally am a pretty reserved and quiet person. But it only took six people to cause this much damage. So one person may not be able to change the world, but together we can. So please push through the apathy that I know that's affected myself so much. Push through the fear of rocking the boat. Rock the goddamn boat because we have to. And uh, there's no easy way to, to jump into a, a hockey podcast from here. But let's start the podcast. You're listening to the Ice Prep Podcast. Here's your hosts, Brian and Pat. Welcome everyone to Ice Prep Podcast. And for those watching, Pat's probably wearing a perfect shirt right now, Dolly Parton. Uh, Based on how we started, I don't think there... Very few shirts would be a bit more fitting for that. Um, Yep. So want to thank everybody uh, for joining us here on episode 31. Um, we'll, we'll leave the start as that because, as you, you put it perfectly, there's not much else that I don't think I could say 
and it's the whole point is to get other people to try and do something with it. So we'll go from there to hockey. Uh, today, uh, tons of messages back and forth between you and I because the Stanley Cup parade for your avalanche happens. And my favorite part in all of this is, so Pat, the Thursday last week, we're, we're recording the Avs play on Friday. The Avs lose that game and Pat goes, this is my worst fear. Because Sunday night <laughs> was game six. He's like, I, I have to get up early Monday. He, I have never seen somebody so both happy and not happy that his team won the Stanley Cup. Because he was like, oh, I have to stay up so late now. <laughs> I had to be, a, so I am not a morning person. If they're like, I think that anything before 9 a.m. is a crime. And... Yeah, it's terrible. Trust me, Brian. I know that you have kids and your whole worldview is now different, and I'm aware of this. <laughs> I, I, but I just I used the fact to never that I had to be 10 up at 10 a.m. or before, so I, I get exactly. That. So the fact that I had to be up at 5:45 in the morning, and of course they won on the Sunday, <laughs> and it was something I couldn't skip. It was a conference I had to <laughs> take, like hop on a train. I had a train ticket. It was not something I could just be like, well, oh, well, I'm not going to go. So I couldn't have like, there's no way I'm going to go hung over to a conference. So I couldn't have a drink. I just was sitting there and I was like miserable and so happy at the exact same. <laughs> I, what, what is that feeling? What is that feeling? That's not fair. I so, will say for those yes. who have been uh, following along, Pat finally did send some messages in all caps to me. Uh, he was finally excited, though I think that last two minutes, um, that is the most stressed messages I've ever seen from you. But One word. All, like, just lowercase. All word. Just, I couldn't. Oh, no. <laughs> they go no, to, they no. go to a commercial break, and Pat's like, yeah, my heart rate's like 120 resting right now. Um, but I think let's... I said about 11, I hate this. Yeah, over and over that's that was my go-to of i hate everything i hate this so much because i hate oh my heart was i could like i felt like i could taste it it was just <laughs> i was so stressed and but Ugh. watching that okay the first period it was like okay our the abs are gonna have to claw back once again and they do they tie things up mckinnon finally gets his goal uh in the second period and uh, I guess I called it the wrong game, Lekkanen getting the game-winning Stanley Cup-winning goal. But to be honest, from the start of that second period to the end of the third, Tampa, they didn't stand a chance. It was what, like almost 10 or 12 minutes in the third before Tampa got a shot? Colorado hemmed them in. They went full Tampa. They were, were blocking shots left, right, and center. Landeskog gets a skate blade knocked off. Mckinnon's pushing him off the ice. Like, the Avs wanted that game. They put game. on a clinic. The, what, was, what was the first thing I said to you when they lost game five at home? I, I don't know. I can't remember. They were too. <laughs> they wanted it, and they were too nervous to try and win it at home. Said the second they there was go to a Tampa, lot of pressure, yeah. they're going to win because they don't have that pressure. Because it's so much tougher to win that at home. And the second that that second period got going, it was like, I don't see them losing this. I can't believe that game didn't end up like 6 or 7-1. Like Vasilevsky showed how good he is. And mm -hmm. uh, Kemper um, uh, really winning the Stanley Cup with one eye. 
Like they, yeah. they severely downplayed how bad his eye injury was. Yeah, and I think that that's really important that we talk about that. So afterwards, they uh, discussed what had happened. He was spending two to th- like he two to three times a day. He was going to I don't know an eye doctor. They optometrist. I, so optometrist. Okay, I, I should know this because my sister in law is in that, and I'm a horrible person. But um, he was going two to three times a day to retrain his vision. Now think about that for a hot second as a goalie to relearn how to see. And he's doing this while he's Stanley Cup. While he's still playing. Like Francis covered some of those games, and that was the best case scenario, is that he was able to do that. But like he he basically took on a goalie that will be in the Hall of Fame that is going to be part of the top five of all time conversation without question. Yep. And Kemper basically him. Well, the defense finally stepped up. Like the whole team was finally giving yeah. him support with like one and a half eyes. That is unreal. That just goes to show how strong the abs are. And it, it really showed when it, when things got tough, that team, they like you watched it and it was like, yeah, they're, they're just not going to lose. They no, and it was so rare the to see them too, if they had a lead that they were going to lose it. Yeah, and the other thing with um, Kemper's vision, uh, they're swelling behind the eye. That was the one point I wanted to point out too. So there was pressure on his right eye, which is most likely his dominant eye. If he's a right hand cat, no, he's a left hand catch. But even still, I think he's a righty just in general. Wait, right? Yeah, <laughs> left hand catch. Sorry, I had to do the physics of it um but even still most people are a dominant right like the the, statistically um and that generally means that right side in general which means his dominant eye his dominant thing that he uses was constantly inflamed and in pain that's and you look at nachushkin as well his whole like they showed the x-ray his whole foot was broken well it was his big toe but they made it look like it was still foot like his whole foot was purple He had a broken toe, Brian. Doesn't that hurt? Well, mine's only my pink, my little toe, not my pink toe. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I, yeah, it's fine after a day because the little toe doesn't matter as much. But like, that's yeah. that's one of my favorite things, and it's so bad what these players play through. Um, Unreal. Like, uh, especially the Avs had some pretty gnarly ones because obviously Kadri comes back from surgery. Um, he couldn't tie Cogliano his own skates. As well. Kadri couldn't yep. tie his own skates. He revealed that one. The injuries that Tampa had, I can't believe they could still ice a team. But I will say my worst, the one that always makes me, that gives me the heebie-jeebies, Darren Hell, uh, yeah. sorry, Darren Helm had. <laughs> and it was an abdominal tear. Oh, oh, the thought of that. Something in your stomach just tearing. And he's Ugh. still out there and he looked Ugh. ridiculously good. Like, Congrats to the Avs. They get the cup. Pat finally gets to celebrate, and the stress begins anew for, oh, God, now they have to repeat. No, they don't have to repeat. I got one. <laughs> if they repeat, that's just gravy. I don't care. So when, he, when, I, he, when are you going to print off some uh, a new thing to add to your banner back there? Are you going to get uh, one? I grabbed a Sharpie, and it was dead. So I have to get a new <laughs> Sharpie, and I'm going to. For those that are 
if following along on the home game or watching on YouTube, uh, I have a banner behind me and it has 1996, 2001, and I need to put directly underneath the 1996, 2022, because they are the champs. It feels so good. I'm watching the parade. Is the it was the first time feeling like it was real. Um, when I when I watched them win, and uh, my wife Zoe, she can attest to this. I sat in silence for an hour. I said almost <laughs> no. I just I sat and I just had my head in my hands and I was just watching the TV, and I just kind of was saying like under my breath. So I guess I wasn't technically silent, but I was pretty much silent. Um, you know, I can't believe they did it. I cannot believe they did it. And it like and that's it just it felt surreal and it still felt surreal up until seeing the parade and the celebration and seeing the excitement from all of Denver, even though it was pouring rain and it looked like there was ironically lightning in the air. Like there was just it just it was like this cathartic moment that I needed because I wasn't able to celebrate. It was like this is just it's a self-satisfying thing. It was it was really good uh, to be able to feel that. I was so happy this afternoon and I needed that uh, personally. I have no problem sharing this personally. It's been a rough six months. Yeah. It's been a hard year for me so far. So to get this win was, I, it was, it was, it was fantastic. A, it was a win for you. And, and I mean, oh, huge, huge. My, like, I just, I still can't believe I love, my favorite photo of the entire NHL year this year um, happened after everything finished. It's the snapshot about a quarter of a second after. Why can't I? I know his name, but I can't think of it. It's the one with the hyphen in it. Skating over for the team picture. Oh, Trips. Abe Kubel. Abe Kubel. Ding! Big dent in the cup. Look, <laughs> looked like for the parade, they actually they must have like flown the cup or the uh, the guys Just... from Montreal down to fix it because it's. <laughs> It's like this family in Montreal, if I remember correctly, that like does it all because that's the real cup. They would have had the real cup with them, not the traveling cup for the yeah. for the ceremony. Uh, maybe, maybe they did have the other one because it was getting fixed. But the parade was fun to watch. Um, poor Bowen Byram. Um, <laughs> for the <laughs> yeah, mind you, he he looks and because he was he looks so like a drunk, child. He looked like the bros that were standing there chatting with them, and the crowd wasn't helping because they're like, "No, he's with us." So the cop is uh, a cop was trying to get him kicked out of the parade because he thought he was just a random person. Which most hockey players, they don't look like what you'd expect hockey players to. But the the drunkest yeah. guys were like walking down, running with the crowd, shotgunning beers. Miko Rantanen getting held up by firefighters so he doesn't fall off the top of the fire truck. He also he did a shoe shot. He did a shoe he, shot. He, he did the three. Poured the a whole shot. beer. He did a whole beer in the shoe and drank out of the shoe. And I think it was just a stranger shoe that was thrown at him. I don't no, know. It was but... his own shoe. I think. okay, good. But they, they okay, I the, hope so. They threw the beer. Uh, they oh the amount of beer that was thrown. Did you see the? Uh, I think it might have been beside Miko catches one. The girl standing beside him just like she doesn't see it coming. Just like completely gets her. There's, oh, there's going to be no. so many things from this parade that I can't wait to look back on after. Uh, Landis Gog, uh, his, his shot Shirtless of lifting... with the flag. <laughs> his, his shot of lifting the cup is up there for the Ryan O'Reilly one because his, his cup lift was epic looking. Uh, yep. Landis Gog's is up there too now, but that shot of him without a shirt, 
with the Swedish flag draped behind him, holding up the Stanley Cup. He's given like they're already giving Ovechkin a run for their money, and I love it. Um, There's a very good chance that the cup will be coming to our city in the near future to London. Uh, two Londoners, two Londoners. There's Nazem Kadri and somebody in the uh, the back office is from London as well. So there's um, a good chance. Yeah, so I believe it's one of the assistants to the general manager. I was actually talking, uh, the co-worker, used to be a goalie for the London Knights way back when as well. Oh, no way. That's pretty yeah. cool. What a cool so, little, yeah. You, you, learn, you learn fun things sometimes, but like it's this, I can't wait to see because with Ovechkin, Obviously, we got to see some of the craziness. I have the feeling this crowd is the the insanity is going to follow them, and they're all just going to party because it's the like Tampa Bay never really got to do this because of COVID. Like we were no. talking, they had. I will I will argue that they had the best parade for a trophy win ever. The boat one of the most to me fun parades, the coolest things. But their celebration. They couldn't really do it, or if they were, they couldn't really be public about it, right? Because COVID lockdowns. Well, and you couldn't just have general public either. You had to have a boat. You had like there were so many limitations, so you weren't able to get the crowd, and you couldn't get that like energy. You were just feeding off of each other versus the crowd. But I mean, even yesterday, the video coming out, it must have been Landy uh, Landisgog's place of like everybody drinking, and you the the videos are coming out on insta and twitter and tiktok from like when it's early in the day to the players being completely trashed late at night like i love seeing that type of thing i just hope nobody gets into trouble um that should be fine if you do want to see the behind the scenes oh yeah the account that was posting it the most eric johnson (laughs) ej i started following him and all of a sudden he had this like 45 minute long story that stanley cup i don't know i hit my mic um i don't know if anybody saw it there's a video that went around it was later at night and they're all dancing and singing to music and and stuff and the stanley cup is sitting and there's a whole bunch of mcdonald's around it yeah and i just was like (laughs) i love that i love that so much because it just feels like that was like Oh my God, we haven't been able to have this. We're getting McDonald's. Like, <laughs> they probably all looked at McKinnon like, and he was probably like, "Let's do it!" <laughs> Eating the Big Mac, because <laughs> he's like, "There's a lot of stuff coming out about McKinnon." This is something I wanted to talk about a little bit about him being kind of dictatory um, when it comes to getting the team in line. I I think that there's a lot of speculation that's happening. Obviously, I don't know, well, so only, I can't the say. Only reports one or that the we other. had heard were from players who had left, and like Zadorov. Well, and I think, him and, I think. I think um, Zadorov and McKinnon were never really on the best of terms, and that leaving. Yeah. I mean, look at. But yep. Go ahead. It was it. I was gonna say Wisniewski. He did post something on ESPN, and it was just talking about how McKinnon is so different because of the way he'll he'll yell at you and be like you did it wrong you have to do it right and he would be relatively aggressive about it um and uh well yes i agree that's extreme you you shouldn't belittle people like that's not right ever in any situation I don't think that it would get to a point where a person would be like, hey, I feel attacked because I know like looking at what Landis Gog does, he is he's the dad of the team. I feel like he would step in front of every single 
regardless of who it is, he would step in and be like, you cross the line. Yeah. He wouldn't yell, wouldn't punch them. He would say, no, you can't do that. You know, you can't do that. Well, and you, you have to, the players know too, that he wants to win more than anything else. Like he has been very vocal about that in the past. Like losing to him is the worst thing on the planet. He will do everything in his power to win. And a lot of what you hear about how he treats things, about how he trains, about how the way that he trains and was off ice and on the ice, that's coming directly from his idol. He saw... Yeah, that's coming from Crosby. Yeah, and that's like that's the Crosby mentality. And you hear the players mm-hmm. that played for Pittsburgh and left, they're like, it sucked, but it was the best shape of my life. Like, if the winning culture... He embedded it, and I don't, like, the Avs had that issue of getting past the second round. I think now the Avs are just going to have the issue of whoever they're facing in the final maybe stealing a game or two away from them. They're, this is not just going to be a one-time deal. Yeah, they're going to lose a player or two, but you've got the majority of your a core. A player or two. You've got the majority of They have to sign Kemper. Core. Are they going to sign Kemper? That's That's a question I would like to ask. Do they sign Kemper? It it's tough to see. He may come back on a discount. Like I say a discount, he could come back as one of the lowest signed goalies in the offseason at like four and a half, five million dollars. Because why would like it's one of those, yeah, he's got the cup. He like you just never know what's gonna happen in the offseason. Like there's there's rumors going around that yeah, Kadri might get nine million on the uh the free agency market if they can somehow find a way to make it work. He'd probably stick around for seven in Colorado on a year or two contract to try and do it again. Like this might be one of those ones where like Tampa, they had these players taking some of the deals. Cause it's like, yeah, there's this crazy window. The Avs have mm-hmm. that. You have the best defensive pairing in the NHL locked in next year. Still you have yeah. your first line. Still, you have your second line minus Kadri, mm, who... No, we don't have we don't have our first line still, because Nachushkin was oh, first. Okay, yes. He'll, and he has to be signed, but they have to sign Nachushkin. Come on. But, I mean, Nachushkin earned that one, because the original first line is Rantanen up there instead. So, you've got you've got the swap there. Rant kind of fell yeah. off and then ended up having, like, the most points in the finals somehow. I still can't figure that one out. Like, he... Where is he? Oh, he's just got all these points. The Avs yep. are still... That's how he plays. <laughs> they're, they're honestly probably the scariest team still going into next year without like, even, re- say they even are. getting those players re-signed. Like, mm-hmm. what, did, what does Landis Gog say? The first interview, uh, what should other teams do to try and emulate? What does he say? Find a Kale McCarr somehow. This yeah, and then Philadelphia knows... wept. <laughs> <laughs> and New Jersey. Yeah. Like, this team and these players know, especially the ones that their contract's up, this isn't a one-time thing. This isn't like St. Louis where they kind of fluke-lucked into it because you had the coaching change, you had the goalie change, and they're a good team, but nobody saw them doing the run back again. No. This feels like Pittsburgh. This feels like Tampa Bay. This feels like a team that they could just will themselves into winning the presidents and going all the way again. They had the most dominant playoff performance we have ever seen in the salary cap era. Yeah. The no, most and I go dominant. I will go back to, I don't 
need to put another number there. Would I like to? Absolutely. I'd love to put another year up on my Stanley Cup championship pennant thing that I have behind me. I'm just glad I got to see it as an adult and got to like appreciate it because I was able to see both of those, uh, the 96 and the 2001. But I mean, I was I was young. I didn't really fully understand it. I, I didn't understand that like passion and the power and the everything that goes into it. Like, I, I loved it. I don't have memories really of the Devils getting theirs. I can remember them losing to the Kings in the final. I mean, what do we talk about? The Abs are now three and zero. They make it to the finals. They're gonna win. Um, you know yeah. what I'm? You know what I'm looking forward to though, Pat? Oh no! Is finally having this podcast be about me and my team. Yay! <laughs> For like one week, and then nobody cares because it's all about the free agency and. and well, it, it's about the draft because. Bob McKenzie has decided that he wanted to make everything challenging for everyone. And he has decided that Slavlowski, Slavkovsky, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, and we'll I learn. sincerely apologize. He has ranked him over Shane Wright as the number one draft pick, which is kind of shocking, um, especially when you look at that it is based off of only the Olympics and the world juniors and not the actual time that he played in the league, which I can't remember which one he's in, but yeah, I, can, um, well, I think part of it, and this is what is going to cause like, this might be one of those years where like a player between 10 and 25 ends up being a Macar like superstar is COVID literally made these players lose a year of, yeah. of growth of the scouts being able to see and to watch so maybe part of what this is is they they saw these two players between Wright and Slavoski, and they went look at the the steps that these two players made. Wright kind of held similar to how he played as a sixteen year old. This other guy who who was kind of in the top fifteen twenty played very well. Um, I just hope that however this one pans out, if it's Wright that goes first, if it's Wright that goes second, that we don't end up like Philadelphia, where we don't end up like the New York Rangers because that is Capo <laughs> Caco and Nolan Patrick. And yeah, I, I don't want that. I mean, I don't want that. They're the, good players. The Devils I'm have, not saying the Devils have only had good picks in the first round in the early when it's number one. We passed yeah. up superstars to take Pavel Zaka. He is good as what at what he does. I think if he gets traded somewhere else, which will be the best thing for him, he'll be a solid player. Cause I think that's a player that needs a change of scenery. The devils kind of struggle in the first round outside of like the first three or four picks. We don't know what Luke Hughes is yet. I mean, we get to the second and sixth round and Hey, we, we still don't know what, Jesper Brad is signed for at this point, even though the rumors were that he did sign. So we'll see yeah. what happens. It's I'm, I'm excited to watch like the first 20 minutes and then not really care. Um, Cause, and, yeah. the, and the thing that'll be fun for um, us is that I believe when we go to record next week, the uh, two to six will just be finishing up rounds two to six. Oh, nice. So that'll be kind of there. Maybe there's 
probably not really any players where we're like, hey, unless it's like, hey, it's a London Knight, or hey, the Avs took yeah. this guy, or hey, the Devils took this guy, type thing. But um, the one, the one thing that I'm really interested about with the draft, there's, there's two teams that I'm really surprised no one's kind of talking about this, and it's Columbus and Buffalo. They have, they have draft picks that. They have two draft picks in the top 16, both of them. Yep, it's it's going to be one and of those years, I think. Yeah, because I think everybody that's in the top probably 20, 25, they're all going to be really good players. Maybe not excellent or top tier. They're all going to be at least really good players. It seems like a really good year, not like a holy crap, this is amazing year, like we've seen with, in the past with like the McDavid uh but what draft. that of, was fantastic what a lot of smart people are saying is that there is a chance that some of those like two to six players could end up being some of the best players that come out there's just no way of knowing because of that loss because year, of covid yeah I, but I, yeah so columbus has that sixth overall pick and i've been kind of favoring columbus to make a a run for things if they do a couple moves here and there they're not in a bad spot as much as yes, obviously they didn't perform the greatest. They ended up, you know, their 12th overall pick. So obviously they're not in the best shape, but at the same time, they're not in terrible shape. They're middle of the pack and they have a sixth round pick. They have a sixth overall pick from Chicago because that was from uh, Seth Jones. Yep. Um, and then they also have their 12th overall pick. And I think there's some really, really good options in that area and they were not terrible so maybe not this year but next year they could have some really solid people on well it all it all depends too on the way that columbus looks because they bounced they did a lot better this past year than they expected they've got their goalie it's a matter for them it it's okay do we want to extend this out a few years or do we want to try and get a player or two and go for it because if the rumors uh, tr- are true coming out of Pittsburgh and Malkin is on his way out, you've you've got to think that the Islanders, the Devils, and Columbus are all looking up going, there's our opportunity. There's there's one spot at least. Capitals aren't going to have Backstrom. There's another spot. Like There's potentially going to be two big openings for some of these lower teams to go after. So, Okay. I have a question for you then. Okay. And I'm going to jot this down in our notes. I have the world's loudest keyboard is ready to start typing. Does it say Malkin to New Jersey? If so, yes. Where <laughs> do you think Malk Where do you think Malkin will actually go? Uh not anywhere east, at least not in the metro. I think if he's going to go anywhere, he wants to or well, Pure Chaos says he goes to Washington. Oh, him and Ovi are buddies. Oh, that's spicy. Him and Ovi are buddies, and, and he if he wants to prove, too. if he wants to prove something, then Washington and Pittsburgh, like he's going to play against Crosby the most amount of games that way. So that that to me is, if it's like going that. to happen, Washington they need somebody to replace Backstrom. And why not get Ovi's best friend? Could you imagine I like that. seeing I like Malkin that. versus Crosby with Ovechkin there as well? Like, hey, you know. I don't need to eat for two days because that's just too delicious. That's so good. If he gets moved there, oh, 
I every every single well, oh, that would be agent, so good for he? ratings. He's oh, a, I'm pretty sure he's a free agent, so it's not like it would it would even be a move. And he doesn't have like Flower was like, no, I'm not going to go there because of all this. I feel like Malkin, yeah. Malkin would. So, you know, I I he's didn't in a bit think of that FU, one. So yeah, that uh, I would also. The other thing to keep in mind though is there's not a lot of talk, but there's some people that are saying that Malkin and Latang are kind of a pair. Not really, but there might be. Do you think Latang would go with him to Washington, or do you think that the bad blood between the two would stop him? Unlike Malkin, who would seek out that bad blood. I think Latang would go to the highest bidder. So okay. probably Seattle. No, uh, highest bidder who stands a chance. So uh, probably Ottawa. Probably Calgary. <laughs> I oh, oh, I hope Calgary doesn't take him. I don't I don't think he's got enough gas in the tank. Um, Calgary if anything, loves their old defenders who end up winning Norris trophies. So I mean, do they need the defense? Uh, well, it all depends what happens with Gaudreau because Gaudreau is the whatever happens there completely changes the dynamic of that team. Um, and Monahan. Yeah, one thing uh, we haven't talked about, by the way is we were talking about the first round. We're talking about all this and that. There's a pretty big <laughs> trade that took place. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the the LA Kings have now acquired two-thirds of Nashville's former first line. Uh, they now have Fiala uh, trade with Minnesota. They give up their first round pick. They give up, I can't, Brock something or other, can't remember his name. He's from Minnesota, so from Minnesota, it does kind of make sense. L.A. immediately signs Fiala to a seven-year by $7.9 million contract. That one in like two or three years is going yep. to look not good at all. Nope. Um, he's he's probably worth that for about two or three years, and then it's going to go. Yep. And apparently, yep. guess guess what, Pat? Apparently, they're also in the market for uh, Forsberg. So there is a chance that the old first line of Nashville regroups in L.A., I mean, if it ain't broke, <laughs> if it ain't broke, go to the West Coast, uh, right? Uh, I I wanted him on New Jersey, but when I saw what it cost and how much he signed for, it. I was like, you know what? I'm glad we didn't. Uh, I I also kind of hope we don't go after uh, the Leaf player who's been allowed to look at the market because the last time we took a player from the Leafs that had a good forechecking season. Uh, he hovers around our third line and doesn't do too much. Yeah, no, that was a good dump by Dubas to get rid of uh, Andreas Janssen. Um, and Ilya Mikheyev, uh, the other soup, the lesser soup. <laughs> the let's, lesser let's call soup. it salt-free soup. Um, hey, but, you, wanted yes. him, you wanted him on Edmonton way back yeah. when. So, I mean, hopefully Evander I will gets booted from the league and then put Mikheyev up there and... I think that that would be a good fit. Um, I own it like, and I'm not even trying to be a dick about it or anything. Like I honestly think that Ilya Mikheyev would actually be a solid fit as a winger for, um, uh, for Edmonton to, to pair with. Or even to uh, have on a, he's a got separate gas. line. Like yeah. you could even swap him down with dry if though, if those two are apart and suddenly you've got two well, ridiculously fast players and dry used to playing with a fast guy. So, well, and the other thing to keep in mind, too, I mean, obviously, he's a four checker, so he goes into the corners, he gets the pucks, which is always a very valuable tool, as we've learned from Valerie Nachushkin and Arturi Lekkinen. Um, But 
the uh i don't know where i was going with this i completely forgot i don't know either oh toronto <laughs> loves to trade people that they're done with to edmonton barry cc hyman why not mckayev get rid of him clean yeah. it out i don't think he's i don't think like yeah he's quick he put up some goals i don't think he's that good i think i don't think he's worth i think for the leafs it's smart though because they're not going to be able to afford him and they have players mm-hmm. that they have to get out of the marlies Otherwise, they're going to demand trades or they're just going to become stagnant. So it, it that one makes sense. Um, it'd be it's this trade deadline to me could, might just be one of the more interesting ones. Obviously, yesterday was the anniversary of the one for one and one for one and Stamkos resigns. So, yeah, fingers crossed this year's got something just as crazy. I will say with the Fiala trade, I don't like it, not because of what people got i mean obviously minnesota like i said to you earlier this week the second stanley cup is a constant reminder of how much in the hole minnesota is uh with parise oh, and a half million i think they they just don't 40 have... over 40 million dollars of dead cap space over three years it's christmas it makes me so happy hearing those words that come out of my mouth every single time i say it because screw the wild but um with Fiala <laughs> with Fiala signing for 7.7 roughly 79 um that's, that's that too to- much and that's what worries me is that he signed for a lot of money and now you're going to have players like you look at Kadri he's going to look at that and be like oh I'm way better than Fiala I'm worth 9 not it- 8 it nine. could be it could be like the goalie market of last year where goalies just kept or getting the defense easy. market well, it was like two days of the goalie and defense market went boom, and then it went near. So it's yeah. it's buy high, sell low was like literally the motto of the NHL last year. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, Minnesota probably still has to shed more caps, so that'll that'll yeah. be interesting. Um, one thing you had on here, it took me a minute because I was like Anderson. There are way too many Andersons <laughs> in the league. So Craig Anderson. Uh, signing one more year in Buffalo, one point five million AAV for him on that one. I Which, really hope for him. I really hope when he decides to retire that uh, Ottawa offers him a front office job because that. You think of Craig Anderson, like I can't not think of him getting that shutout after that game that he came back from his wife getting cancer treatment. Like to me, that is like that is burned into my memory. Um, yeah and he's he's up there with um alfredson um on the team it's just like it's just when i think craig anderson seeing him as buffalo or washington just feels wrong alfredson officially a hockey hall of famer not mcgillney though because you know mcgillney's amazing and alfredson was good like really really good but mcgillney deserves to be in there long before alfredson yeah there there's it's and the thing look out we kind of the obviously three Vancouver Canucks get in. You've got Luongo, you've got the Sedin twins, which the Sedin twins should not be in. They, I think they go in because they're together, but because of them going in, it it's going to open the door to some players that potentially should not make it in that over other should. people. Like if, if either Sedin twin is in the hockey hall of fame, Patrick Elias should be there. He's got, yeah, absolutely. He's, He's got more of everything. He's got a cup, like, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. Um, 
I know we could we could go into lists of people that are far more deserving, and I mean people are like, why isn't Yager in? It's like because he's still playing. Yeah, he's literally still. Like... The Hockey Hall of Fame has said, <laughs> when you stop playing hockey, we will put you in. That's the only we will call it why. the Yarmer Yager presents the Hockey Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> I I have the feeling the second that he officially retires, they're probably not even going to like do a thing. They're just going to be like introducing to the Hockey Hall of Fame. I think that's the way that you have to for a player like that. It's got to be. Um, yep. Hammer just hammer out a few more things. Just looking at uh, what time it is. Um, sounds like we're like Barry Trotz. Yeah, he's a lock for. Winnipeg. Um, and then he goes no. to Winnipeg and then changes his mind. He's not even on the final <laughs> four, apparently. So who knows where Barry Trotz is going. Um, it reminds me from an episode of The Office when uh, it's like in a later season when Val is just like, yeah, I was thinking about going back into the dating pool. And then Kevin asked me out. I was feeling really good about myself. And then Kevin asked me out. That is, that is Barry Trotz. He's just like, I thought about coaching again. Then I went to Winnipeg. The mosquitoes are the size of bears. <laughs> I'm not going to Winnipeg. Like, oh, so funny. That's so funny. That is the best joke of the entire hockey season is Barry Trotz good, like being courted by Winnipeg and then realizing that what Winnipeg is and then saying, I'm not going to coach this year. <laughs> what? Like, and, and you have to remember, folks, that's his home province. So he knows what it's like there. Like, the team is not in a good position right now. Um, best thing I saw on Twitter was a lot uh, was something along the lines of, uh, "Really wishing you were back in Atlanta now, aren't you, Jets fans?" Oh, like, yeah. It is. It is not good. Ever since Bufflin basically wants out. ever since Bufflin walked out on that team, it's it's like everything just it it wasn't like this, Pat. It was like the ground fell out underneath them, and they were like Wiley Coyote holding up a sign, being like, "Help me." And they've just yeah. splatted on the bottom of the cliff. Yeah, everybody wants out. Uh, Shifley, Wheeler, uh, Ehlers. Is Ehlers still there? I think his contract might be up. Come on, hell about right. Come on Cop. to New Jersey. Cop left. That's what I, for some reason, always got Cop and Ehler mixed up. I feel like they play very similar games. But the one uh, thing so yeah, Ehlers pick. is talking about it. And I know that even, um, uh, what's the other big name that's there? Uh, Kyle, Kyle Connor. Connor. Even yeah. he's kind of whispered, like, I don't know. Well, cause like, it's, it seems like a rebuild is going to happen. Like, they got lucky that the Rangers went as far as they did, so now they get the the pick from that. But I think Winnipeg, especially with that might have been what made Trot say no, is they're like, well, we don't know if our players are going to stick around, so we might go into a rebuild. So, And then uh, <laughs> uh, Salt in the Wound uh pld is apparently chatting with the rangers so that's another player that was a part of the big uh that would be a for pld trade that's a wonderful fit if there is a better ranger than pierre luc dubois i don't know what it would be except for if his name was just like anthony spaghetti like i don't know <laughs> Said. <laughs> yeah, you've said some pretty dumb things. That one may have taken the cake. And what what I was going to Tony say spaghetti. before you went full spaghetti on me is uh, it sounds like Panarin might be on the outs in the Rangers as well because uh, their owner is crazy. So, like, it's this 
one of two things obviously are going to happen. This is going to be one of the craziest off seasons we ever get because with the caps going up just slightly, um, and or all, the, all these GMs are like, let's do something, or it's going to be like, well, that was boring. I don't think there's an in between this year. Part. Yeah, no, it's. I don't know. It, we're not going to have the same sort of rabidness with the goalie market. I don't think, even though there are a couple teams that are going to be pretty aggressive. There's this, like, really? not, not, I just, quite I like feel like a lot year. of the goalies aren't sure. Maybe, well, actually, when you think about it, though, you've got Toronto Seattle, needs to. You've Seattle's got, in the best market right now. You've got Florida, who rumors Bob might be out. Leafs have to figure yeah. out what they're doing. Like they, they probably won't have the same two goalies. Yeah, Seattle. LA needs a goalie. Yeah, uh, if Seattle wants to rebuild, uh, you get a first plus plus for. Uh, they have three goalies. Yeah, they got three goalies that are starters technically. I mean, I think nobody will want Philip Grubauer. They'll be more after uh, others. But I mean, we'll, Joey we'll Decord see. and stuff. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. I mean, we all called Seattle idiots for the way that they. Did the expansion draft? They are. They could have had some ridiculous players, but they were building for the future. They said that, and boy, did they fleece a ton of teams at the trade deadline. We get to see how they draft this time and what they do there. So, looking forward to that because the draft takes place on the uh, the sixth, so Wednesday. Then the round two through I think it's only two through six. Used to be two through seven. I think they changed it. Is on hmm. the Thursday. And then if I remember correctly, it's either, I think it might be the 13th is free agent frenzy. So no longer is it Canada day. Uh, it will be next year, but not this year. So a lot to look forward to. So still a lot of hockey for us to talk before we officially put on the, uh, the sunglasses for the summer vacation mode. Yeah. And with that, we might, we might do a little bit different, maybe a different cadence. We haven't really figured it out we've got we've got any capacity figured out we're huge nerds so for those that like pop culture and stupid takes i'm literally wearing a house of the rising sun r2d2 star wars (laughs) shirt right now pat i'm clearly not a nerd well i also have spider-man and i'm gonna tilt my camera there's a boba fett custom drawn poster so and a harry potter collection and a harry potter pillow beside me here um, see, and I'm I'm down in the basement. I don't even have any of the nerdy things near me right now. Yeah, but even still, uh, obviously the hockey season is technically done. It, well, it is done. It's technically not done, but it is done. The second, um, technically, I believe it. They usually go the second that the final draft. Like, yeah, the the cup being handed off is the end of the season, but there's still the draft, and then once free agency hits, that's when it's like okay. New Year starts officially now. We're kind of in that like in betweenish area. Yep. So we we'll will figure we'll figure it out. I know I have a vacation coming up and everything like that. So most likely, yeah. So we'll be we'll be trying to figure out what that looks like. But uh, the one thing I do want to say is for everyone that did listen, thank you. Oh, um, we didn't even get to the. This is what I meant to talk about. Oh, yeah. at the top and completely forgot. So the happiest that I have. Um, talk to that I've seen Pat talking to him in the last little bit was not about the Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup. It was about the next day. Um, somebody on the street, I we don't know who you are, thank you. Uh, just yeah. yells at Pat. Ice prep yeah, podcast. I, 
or ice prep. I don't remember what you said. That was the he, happiest he said, hey, I have seen. Ice prep. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was in downtown Toronto and uh, the light was red and I was crossing the street. I had my headphones in and a hat on, which I'm whoever you are and you recognize me with the hat on. Bravo. Um, because <laughs> it's hard to tell without the gray. Uh, but even still, I was walking across. They leaned out of their car and they're like, "Hey, ice prep!" And I looked around because you know everybody is called ice prep. <laughs> it's not like you know. It's a it's very this, common name. It's interchangeable with "Hey, man." You know. Uh, but even still, I looked around. And I was like, "Me?" And he's like, "Yeah," and he waved. So, whoever you are, thank you, thank you for listening, and thank you to everyone else that is listening um we we did this because we just we wanted to have some fun during hockey we wanted an outlet to talk about hockey as well our wives wanted us to have an outlet to talk <sighs> about hockey yeah and the worst part is, is i think i got worse um but <laughs> when talking to zoe i was like i gotta tell you about this because i'm gonna probably not talk about it on the podcast um but even still um uh, thank you so much for listening um obviously our first episode we had to talk about the kyle beach uh situation which is such a hard first step is what what is that voice so the fact that you stuck with us through that you've been listening for now 31 episodes uh can't thank you enough if you are if you've listened to all of them that's uh it's a dream come true so uh thank you so much for listening to us that's that's amazing i really don't have much to add to that pat so i guess we'll talk to everybody next week after we find out uh, which player New Jersey gets up with at the second overall pick, because who cares who Montreal takes? I mean, Montreal fans. No, I don't care. Looking at you, Valtron. Your best friend is a... Okay. (laughs) 